بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم We are testing the sound We are testing the sound I hope you can hear me بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين عجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعبانه وأنصاره I'm sorry that uh, we are starting late because uh, I've been traveling and I had to set up a new computer here. Uh, so uh, we had a problem in the voice and now it's okay. So inshallah we can start. And at the beginning uh, I uh, like to emphasize on the significance of the months of Rajab uh, we are just uh, at the beginning of the, this month of Rajab which is a very great opportunity for getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the beginning of a season for building ourselves for repentance, for meditating about our life, ourselves, our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our relation with people. This is the month that the mercy of Allah, the Rahmah, comes like shower. Everyone can benefit. And this mercy gradually feels everywhere so much so that when we reach the months of Ramadan we instead of being under shower of mercy we can swim in the ocean of mercy so like imagine when great shower is coming and then water comes up and you can float or swim inside this water of Rahmah. So I hope you pray for your brothers and sisters in the faith and inshallah you would remember us as your humble brother. Uh, as you remember we were talking about this beautiful wise saying of Imam Ali alayhi salam which Sayyid al-Radhi rahmatullah alayhi says that if there was only one advice of Imam Ali in Nahjul Balaqah if we had nothing else just this one advice لَكَفَى بِهِ مَوْعِذَةً نَاجَعَهُ وَحِكْمَةً بَالَغَهُ it was sufficient as a successful 
the du'as and preaching for us. Of course, in Nahjulullah we have many, many things. But if we just had this one, would be sufficient for our change. We reached this sentence. In Asabahu Bala'un Da'a Muttarra Wa inna lahu rakha'un a'radha mughtarra We uh, have the slide also. I hope you are seeing the slide. Uh, I have selected that passage. Who, if faced with misfortunes, dangers, afflictions, calamities, tests, trials turns to Allah and keeps on beseeching him for relief and when relieved or favored with comfort and ease he is deceived by the comfortable conditions he found himself in and forgets Allah and forsakes prayer this is a very unfortunately common problem and as you know it is also mentioned in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَإِذَا رَكِبُوا الْفُلْكَ دَعَبُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلَسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ sometimes people when they are traveling on a boat or in a ship and they are faced with dangers they start calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help to save them but when Allah saves them they reach the coast they put their feet on the ground then many forget and only some people remain grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sometimes when we are ill, we have serious health issue, we pray hard to Allah. But later, if the problem is solved, we go back to normal, which is unfortunately for many of us, the normal is forgetfulness. When my children, my relatives have a big problem when I have a big exam for example or I have interview for job I pray hard but when the problem is over then I forget this is not right in asabahu bala'un da'a mutarran mutar is the one who loses his hope, who doesn't know what to do, who has who is desperate. For sure, if someone in such, in such condition calls Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will answer. Allah is the one who answers the prayer, the call of the people who are desperate.
the people who have no hope other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this must be the condition of us all the time. Whether we are faced with ease or difficulty, whether we are rich or poor, we are healthy or ill, we are respected by people or we are forsaken and abandoned, we should always feel that we desperately need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if this is our condition, then he would be always answering our prayer. But this is a problem in human beings that as soon as we feel that we are free from needs, I am rich, I am powerful, I am respected, I am healthy and strong, I am very young and active, then I feel it's me who is the source for all these good things. As if I haven't received it from anyone. So I become, unfortunately, forgetful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I become ungrateful. I become inordinate. This is the problem. A mu'min is the one that all the time is dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, relies on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he has no helper or if he has millions of helpers, he knows that at the end it is only Allah who helps him. If he has millions of dollars or he has no single dollar at the moment, he feels completely dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he is young or he is 100 years old, he knows that for every second of his life, he should be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He should rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he is a very skillful very talented, very gifted person, or he is just a beginner, a learner, he knows that the success comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unfortunately, sometimes we just think that at the beginning we need his help. When we are used to do something, when we are um, experienced, we can do it ourselves. This is the problem. So, we have to change this habit. In asabahu bala'un da'a mutarra wa inna lahu rakha'un a'radha mutarra. When calamity, problems happen to him, he calls Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala desperately. But when comfort and ease comes to him, he turns away while he is deceived, he is proud of himself. 
تَغْلِبُهُ نَفْسُهُ عَلَى مَا يَظُنُ Very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. His nafs, his soul, can overcome, can defeat him, and therefore force him to do when he has only suspicion. He's not 100% sure. He is only thinking maybe 60%, 51% that this is the case. For example, if I know that this action is likely to bring pleasure to me, this restaurant, for example, is likely to give me a good food, this holiday is likely to be enjoyable. I go after it. Why? Because my nafs, my soul wants this. Sometimes even as soon as something comes to our mind, we do it. But But about those things that he is 100% sure but his nafs doesn't want, he cannot force his nafs to follow him. If my nafs is happy with something, if my nafs amare, if my nafs which commands to do bad things, or my nafs which is not trained and purified, wants something, she forces me to do it. But when it comes, for example, to doing something for my Akhirah, which I am 100% sure I am going to face my Akhirah, my eternal journey, I'm going to die, I'm going to be presented before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm going to be asked, can I force my nafs to follow me? No, unfortunately. I know that it is important to say my prayer of night, my tahajjud, my salatul layl. I'm 100% sure that this is useful. But my nafs doesn't listen to me. Brings all the excuses to keep me asleep. But if my nafs wants something, I go after it even if I'm not sure it is useful for me. Even sometimes I know that it's harmful, still I do it. Sometimes I borrow money. I go out of my way to do something that my nafs enjoys. But I don't have the ability to bring my nafs under my control. This is a big contradiction in our practice. Those things that you are 100% sure, you don't do it. Those things that you are not sure, 
and your nafs wants you do it we have to change as a rational person we have to do whatever is useful for us whatever we are sure about it and force all our desires our emotions our faculties to follow us when he is thinking about others he becomes very worried for example when it looks at his friend at his brother sister husband wife colleague neighbor who have some sins he becomes very worried for them how can this person with this sin go to heaven so he's very sensitive very serious about the sins that others do okay if it was just here up to here that was fine if a person even commits one single sin we have to be worried for him but the problem is that he himself has more problems he has committed more sins or greater sins and he doesn't feel at all terrible he doesn't feel that there is any problem when people have lesser crimes than him lesser sins than him he's very worried for them he's very frightened but not about himself he always underestimates his own problems his sins and when it comes to hope to expectations he hopes to achieve more than what he has worked for he has certain good actions he has certain good practices good habits but he is more hopeful than what he realistically can hope as we had at the beginning of this why saying i shouldn't be too much hopeful i shouldn't be too ambitious i shouldn't expect too much why when someone else has this amount of actions good actions you are worried for him but for yourself 
you feel that you are fine and you can have everything that you like this is the problem so there is a tendency in us that when it comes to my performance I underestimate my problems I magnify the significance of my good actions this is a problem this is the same also with our relation with other people if I do a little good for them I feel I have done great things but if someone else does the same thing for me I say no he didn't do that much for me she didn't do that much for me we are not fair this is the problem one of the most important qualities is to be fair and one aspect of fairness is to judge equally between you and someone else it can be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it can be a human being judge equally don't favor yourself don't take your own side if what we do to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was done by someone else to us imagine if you were creator of someone if you were imagine and you have a servant who's existent whose life whose energy whose talents whose intelligence whose money whose health whose food whose children whose position whose respect everything comes from you and then he doesn't listen to you he doesn't obey you or even he denies you he rejects you what would you do with him it is said that once an angel appeared as a man as a human being to Pharaoh and asked him what will you do if you had a servant that you have given him a lot you have done for him a lot but he disobeys you he rejects you and even he says I am myself Pharaoh I am myself the Lord what would you do Pharaoh said I will make him drown and this was what happened to him himself so he himself actually planned for himself this I don't have time to explain this idea of tafa'ul wa tatayyur but in many cases what we expect for ourselves can happen so if what we do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
was done by someone else to me, even if much lesser than that, I would totally boycott that person. Maybe I destroyed that person. I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want him to exist. But when it comes to Allah, I said, no, Allah should forgive me. I'm not that bad. So this is the problem. We are not fair. He hopes for himself more than his action. The last sentence for today. In istagna batra wa futna. In istagna batra wa futna. If he is feeling rich, feeling free from need. This is what I was just explaining. He becomes arrogant. He feels he is independent, self-sufficient. So he becomes very bad. He becomes rebellious, arrogant, and wicked. In istagna, and we, we say together becomes an istagna, batara wafutina. He becomes arrogant. He becomes uh, proud of himself, and therefore deceived. Wa iniftakara. But if he is poor, then another problem happens. It's you know very strange. If we have money, we have problem. If we don't have money, we have problem. When we have lots of money, we become proud of ourselves. When we have no money, we become hopeless and we become despaired. We don't do anything. Means he would lose his hope. When we are healthy, we have problem. When we are ill, we have problem. When we don't have children, we have problem. When we have children, we have problem. What should Allah do with us? That we are always finding a way to be in our own shell, to be under the control of our nafs, and our lower desires of course inshallah you are not like that but this is a common problem among us human beings if we don't work hard if we don't take serious measures always we would have problem but if mu'min tries to build himself or herself in all circumstances he would be good when he's rich he's good when he's poor he's good when he's young he's good when he's old he's good when he's strong he's good when he's weak he's good but this doesn't happen easily this needs a struggle
this need exercise this need self-control self-purification self-monitoring self-evaluation it is possible so we can shift from a situation in which comfort makes us forgetful to situation that comfort makes us more grateful or when difficulties make us forgetful we can reach to, uh, the point that difficulties make us more grateful this is possible inshallah this is what we should try to achieve with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay let us stop here and see what questions we have okay we have one question already bismillah rahman rahim question one salam shaykh alaikum salam when you are humble and always remember allah in your day-to-day -day work while working in a large corp where you have a high position you have to act accordingly but in your heart you feel that you are nobody with this position only because of allah that you are in this position are you allowed to act according to your position not sure if i'm if you mean by acting according to a position that for example because you are a director or you are a boss so you have to exercise some kind of power you have to give instructions to people if someone doesn't listen you have to somehow talk to them sometimes to discipline them uh, okay this uh, can be okay as long as you observe two things one is that you don't um, treat people without respect and second you don't become arrogant and proud of yourself for sure every position has requirements and as a boss as a director as a manager you have to make sure that the things are going well everyone is doing his job properly but this can be done with a deep sense of respect for people and a deep sense of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a deep sense of acknowledging my weakness I shouldn't feel because these people work under me they are lower than me in rank maybe they are much closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than me maybe they are much better than me in their morality in their humanity I have no right even to think let alone behave in the way that shows I am superior to them I hope I understood your question if not you know please let me know question two it looks like we have challenges all our life when do we retire to live at ease yes we have to be always alert and cautious as long as we are in this dunya this dunya is not a place that you can relax and say alhamdulillah i have finished everything now i want to graduate i want to relax no up to the last moment you have to build good over good inshallah success after success you cannot stop
إذا فرغت فانصب As soon as you finish something, you have to start another good thing. Day by day. Inshallah, there would be enough time to enjoy your achievements, inshallah. But we are so much in need that we have to collect provisions as much as possible. And we have to avoid and keep far from mischief, from corruption, from dangers, risks. Uh, but this doesn't mean that we cannot enjoy our life. No, as a person who is alert and active, you can enjoy your life, but you cannot relax in the sense that become heedless. A person who is in a racing um, competition he must be always alert and cautious, especially if you have an enemy like Shaitan, an enemy like Nafsa Ammare, or if you have limited time. So you cannot really be 100% relaxed. You have to be always cautious and alert and ready for doing more even if you can do one good action more than what you have done you should do it inshallah okay mm. i'm waiting for new questions uh, before i uh, receive any question uh, I should tell that inshallah um, from next week we would have our webinar earlier because for those who live in uh, Toronto and places like that the time of um, Salat al-Maghrib is getting very close to 9 p.m. so inshallah we would have our next session uh, from 8 o'clock we start from 8 o'clock inshallah 8 p.m. EST and I hope this would make it more convenient inshallah for you and also you would be able to say your salat inshallah on time question 3 can we say that even these challenges can be very joyful for a true believer because he knows that all these efforts are being done for our beloved sure all these are done for the sake of Allah and for our own interest you know, a student who is studying at the same time that maybe he is physically becoming tired, maybe he feels that he needs, you know, to sleep more, but at the same time, he is not sad that he's studying. He enjoys studying. He's proud of himself that, for example, in the last few weeks, I've been studying 10 hours, 12 hours, 16 hours per day. In the last, for example, few weeks, I have been sleeping less than normal. So, uh, challenges, struggles would bring joy to a person who is interested in success. If you look at the people who have been successful in the scientific academic life or in business 
or in social activities you see that they are people who work hard and they enjoy working hard if for some days they don't do anything serious they feel you know very bad they feel that i haven't done enough i haven't benefited from my time uh, if there is any new question you can send me if not we can stop here and again i apologize for starting late um, because uh, as i said i am traveling uh, i just came to here from rome and i had to find a new laptop to set up for our session uh, so it, it took uh, some time to adjust the voice but inshallah hopefully next time next week i will be back home and inshallah we should be able to start uh, on time please uh, remember us in your du'as in this holy month of rajab and i hope that inshallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be your support your guide your protector we pray for peace and security for all people of the world, especially those who live right now under the fear of war, conflict, clashes. It really breaks the heart to think of those people, especially women, children, old people who live in places in which there is war and conflict or terror may Allah inshallah give them peace and security may Allah inshallah enrich all the poor people may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal cure all the brothers and sisters all human beings who are ill and sick may Allah give his rahmah to the dead people to marhumin especially those who have rights upon us. May Allah protect us, our children, our families, our community, our businesses, our houses, our countries. Anything good that we have, may Allah protect. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to behave in the way that we don't regret. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the last moment of our life the best moment of our life insha'Allah we have received two more questions one is for someone who thinks he is struggling to please Allah but doesn't seem to have any improvement in his life materialistically or spiritually what can he do to at least get peace of mind that his struggle is not in vain uh, we should uh, investigate why he doesn't see any improvement if uh, someone really struggles this there must be improvement uh, maybe it takes time to appear it takes time to become obvious but for sure anyone who does struggle who makes efforts allah would help him 
those who work for Akhira or those who work for dunya, if they really work hard, they will see the result. But they have to be patient and also they have to make sure that they act properly. Because sometimes I do something without insight, without understanding. I just make myself tired and I don't achieve anything. It's like someone who is driving very fast but in a wrong direction. The faster he goes, the farther he would go. He would not get closer. He would go farther from his aim, his destination. So if what we do is wise, after thinking, after consultation, if what we do is correct, and if you have patience, Inshallah, you would see success gradually. There is no doubt that there would be good results. If you are not sure about what you are doing, whether it's right or not, so that's another issue and you have to investigate. Question five. Is it true that doing any ibadah that we do for Allah has to be felt as burden? Otherwise, if we enjoy supplicating to Allah and not feel like burden, does that mean that we are not challenging our nafs? No, there is no need to be a, a burden. Uh, anything that you do, uh, which is right, which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is useful, especially if you don't feel burden. Yes, what is important is that I don't do something because I'm enjoying it. I do something because it is right. If I enjoy what is right, that is good. That is a good sign. Do you get my point? Sometimes I do things regardless of whether they are right or not, whether this is what Allah wants me or not, just because I'm enjoying. For example, my father is asking me to do something. I say I'm enjoying, you know, my recitation, for example. No, if your father asks you to do something, you have to do it. If you first establish what is right, what you are supposed to do, and you do it, and then you enjoy, this is very good, alhamdulillah, that you enjoy doing what is right. But if before establishing what is right, what is your responsibility, you just do what you enjoy, and that can be not what is your responsibility, this is a problem. Uh, there is a comment uh, from one of the brothers and sisters. Just wanted to add to Sheikh's answer the hadith about the uh, Khawarij who fast during the day and pray at night but achieve nothing from it. Yes, because they are not in the right direction and under the right guidance. Okay, my time is over and inshallah we will meet again next week. Uh, Iltimasa dua. خدا حافظ